This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Oh, this is going to be fun. We have Andreas Fisher with us, otherwise known as the Spider Guy. He's an SFU PhD student who is going to be at the Science Rendezvous. It's an all-day national science festival. It's being held on Saturday, actually tomorrow. It's at universities, colleges, and city spaces all over BC. Now, for more info, you can go to scienceRendezvous.ca. But Andreas, you're going to be there to talk about your favorite thing, which is spiders. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Tell me about your friends. Who have you brought with you? So I brought some of my friends I have here, a false widow and also the real black widow. And also brought some jumping spiders and also a black widow web for you to feel. Oh, that's great. How's, how's the lid on that jumping spider container? Oh, well, they're safe. <laughs> I hope so. What do you love about spiders, Andreas? Uh, what I love about them is very plainly that most people don't know, don't know much about it and have a lot of misconceptions about them. And for me, it's just something super fascinating uh, to learn and to study because that's my profession uh, because they're just so often so misunderstood. Really? Like poor spiders? Pretty much, yeah. But they're kind of creepy, you got to admit. Well, that's just because the media portrays them that way. Oh, it's our fault. It's just our, your <laughs> fault, basically, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's movies, right? They Movies really make them freaky. It is mostly movies, but also parents. And like every the surrounding society that raised children, that is basically that imprints us at a young age to be afraid of spiders. And when we grow up, we are afraid of spiders. And we pass that on to the next generation. So it's a vicious circle. It is. Now, you've brought one particularly large friend here with you. Uh, What is it and what is its name? So I brought one of my tarantulas. His name is Carl Jürgen. He uh, (laughs) is just a very, very friendly guy. Because I have the product container facing me that says Carl Jürgen on it. And I thought, is that you've actually named? Yeah, he has a pet name. He's an actual pet. So I don't do research with uh, tarantulas. I have them for science outreach purposes that people can engage with spiders and literally lose their fear by uh, learning. Yeah, Carl Jürgen's a big guy. Um, Yeah, he's roughly three inch long, uh, brown in color, and um, has a yellow head. So he's very, very nice. Very nice to look at. Yes, you had him crawling around earlier. Is he dangerous? No, not at all. So um, most tarantulas are just not dangerous for us in any capacity, even if they would bite. And all spiders are not prone to bite. So they don't have fun biting us. Oh, so then why, especially tarantulas, how is it that we think they're dangerous even though they're not? Again, it's media and perception. Um, and I think just because they are large spiders, tarantulas are become very, very large. The largest tarantulas become 30 centimeters in diameter. Sorry, did you say 30 centimeters? Three zero, yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, but again, they are not aggressive and uh, they don't like to bite us. So, um, which, which ones do like to bite us? Um, there is pretty much no spider that like to bite us. But there's some that do. Well, only if you squeeze them. So spiders are not aggressive animals. They are wildlife. And as any other wildlife, if you threaten it to the point of death, they will defend themselves. So spiders, if you would squeeze them, they will try to bite you. Most spiders, in fact, 99.5% of all spiders of the whole world are not able to bite us, even if they want to. (laughs) You're so enthusiastic. I love that. Can they sense when they are about to have someone do harm to them? Like, do they have a defensive mechanism? Um, they kind of sense that there's something big approaching them and then they usually run away. So that is the, the natural response. Um, 
then they will sense if you actually squeeze them, they sense that and then they panic like any other wildlife animal would do. Now, a lot of these spiders, like where do you collect them from? Yeah, so um, mostly in buildings, just around buildings, um, on beaches, depending what I'm looking for. So um, the jumping spider I have here, I collected uh, inside a building at Simon Fraser University, just happened to walk inside. The false widows I have here, which are very common here in the Metro Vancouver area, but also around the world inside of buildings. Um, yeah, so I collected them. May at, I see the false widow? Yeah, sure. So... She is sitting here, down here at the bottom of the web. It's a little blurb. Yeah, I um, see. So her they there. kind of look like black widows. Yeah, that's where the name comes from. They have the same body shape, slightly different coloration. But when you look in a dark corner, you just see the body shape. Well, you think it's a black widow. So most people think they have a black widow in their home, but in real life, they don't. So. I have here the real Black Widow. And when now, you look at her belly... Oh, look at the size of that one there. Yeah, she is roughly one and a half inch long in leg length. And when you look at her belly, she has a red hourglass on her belly. I see that. Um, uh, like on the front of her belly. And that is the characteristic for a Black Widow. So if you have a spider that doesn't have that hourglass, it's most likely not a Black Widow. And also, nobody's going to get close enough, Andreas, to actually see that part. Well, one thing may surprise you: there is no spider in Canada that can harm us more than a bee, but the black widow. That means every other spider you encounter in your whole life here in Canada that is not a black widow is perfectly harmless. Okay, but where do we find the black widow then? Well, in the Okanagan, they um, do can enter buildings or just around uh, houses. Um, they like it very hot and very humid, so irrigation boxes in the Okanagan. Here in the Metro Vancouver area, they are more on beaches that are extremely sun-exposed and have driftwood, which gives them shelter, and also mossy habitat because they need the humidity. So the sandy um, ground is too dry for them. And they're also on the island, same thing on the beaches under the driftwood. Okay, now this one looks like what, about one inch? Yeah, pretty much. Is that the standard size for a black widow? That is pretty much a fully grown black widow female, yes. I can see why you're fascinated by spiders, Andreas, because when they move, it's kind of hypnotic. Oh, yeah. Very mesmerizing. It is mesmerizing. Yeah, you're right. When did you first become fascinated with them? Um, actually, it was in first year biology studying uh, at the university in Ger Germany. I had a lecture about roughly any crawling insect, spiders stuff. And there was a question I had about spiders and the prof couldn't answer it. And he said, we don't know it. And I was like, I didn't believe that this guy didn't. I thought he just did a bad job. And so I got a bunch of books about spiders. And the more I read about spiders, the more I learned about spiders, the more fascinating it became. And the more I learned, the less I became afraid because I realized there is no scientific reason to be afraid of spiders. There's literally no reason. And yet we actually have a name for it, right? Arachnophobia. Yeah, it's one of the most common phobias in the whole world. And you are one of the people that does not have that. Well, I used to. As a teenager, I was very uncomfortable with spiders. But again, the more I learned, the more I realized it's unreasonable. And then this phobia got away. So education can make a tremendous difference. Now, you're running a lab with, what, 600 spiders in there? Oh, just about right, yeah. Okay, and what are you studying then? So I studied a chemical communication. That means how do males find their females because the females release a smell to attract the males. We call that pheromone. Those are chemicals. And we are trying to identify that. 
mostly for pest management purposes. Because so many people are afraid for those about, of those spiders, we try to give them options to get rid of them without using pesticides. Because pesticides is a big, big problem for us humans, for our children, for our pets, but also for the environment, for the wildlife. So we try to develop ways in our lab to reduce the pesticide use. So essentially you're trying to create a, a, a voluntary no-go zone for spiders, where spiders would be like, yeah, I'm not going there. I don't like what I, what I smell there. So we do both. So we try to do the repellent aspect, so yep. a no-go zone, but also basically a love trap. So where we A could, love trap? Yeah, so where the males think there is a female, so they're looking for love and <laughs> run into a trap because we created the chemicals uh, that mimic a female. Is there any threat to the spider population? Um, not in urban settings. Um, we have a lot of invasive species here in, in the seas. For example, the false widow is originally from Europe, well-established in North America since over 100 years now. Um, so I wouldn't be afraid that we would make them go extinct. Um, but but that shows how amazing they are, though, right? Oh, yeah, they are amazing. So adaptable that they can make themselves at home anywhere. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so then with your research, how do you how do you do that? How do you figure out what attracts them to what? So yeah, we run a lot of tests. So what we do, for example, we know the females put their sex pheromones on their webs, and like the web you have here, and those webs, um, we then extract them chemically and test different chemicals that are on the web and find by try and error mostly which chemicals of the hundreds and hundreds of chemicals from the web are actually the ones that attract the males. So Andreas brought with him a sample of a, is it a black widow spider web? That is a black widow spider web. And I can't, I can't break it, Andreas. Like he gave me a little piece of wire to kind of touch the web with, but it's so strong. Oh yeah, it's so strong that we are not able to create anything like it. It is 10 times stuff tougher than steel and much more tougher than Kevlar. So if you could create a t-shirt out of that web, it'd be bulletproof. It would be bulletproof. Really? And much more light and not as thick as Kevlar. What is it that we don't understand about that? Oh, it's extremely complex and we are just from an engineering point of view are not able to create anything like it yet. But there are many, many research labs working on that issue right now. That's the other thing I was going to ask you is about, do we know enough about spiders or were there enough people out there like you who are fascinated by them doing research? Um, it's mostly a funding question. So it's hard to get funding for spider research. Um, there are, I would yeah, a little bit more than 400 spider researchers around the world. So there was a meeting uh, three and a half years ago in Denver, which was considered as the largest arachnological, that means science researcher meeting of the world until then. And we were a little bit more than 360 people there. That's a small convention then. That's of a small people who are studying spiders for such important work. Yeah, exactly. So it's hard to get funding. Is there a spider uh, that you've always wanted to study or take a look at, like anything that you've never been able to get your hands on? Um, it's funny that you uh, say that. Yeah, I always wanted to work with the European Black Widow. As you hear, I'm from Germany originally. Yeah. And that was the one which really set me off for research. I collected one in 2014 in Croatia and really mesmerized and fascinated me. It's a beautiful, stunning spider uh, with 13 red dots on its back. Um, and happened? I just got, yes, last week, I got last week a package from Slovenia of colleagues sending me a few specimens so I can do research with them. Oh, so you've got, you're looking forward to some lab time, is that it? Yeah, next week. 
That sounds fascinating to me. So is that is that it? That's the one that's the one on your list that you really That is the major one on my list. Yeah. I'm pretty much fascinated by Black Widows in general uh, because they are so overly hyped in the media, but are so tremendously misunderstood. Are you everywhere you go, like if you're on vacation, are you looking down on the ground looking for spiders? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> you're never looking up, right? You're always looking in the corners and dark places yeah, looking for spiders. It, it becomes it becomes a professional habit, yes. I could imagine. Well that's Andreas yeah. Fisher. So you're going to be at Science Rendezvous? Yes. So tomorrow we have a outreach event at Simon Fraser University. It's for families. It's free. There will not only be spiders, so we have a chemistry show, we have a Astrology. We cool. have every almost every science we have at Simon Fraser will be having booths there. It's free, and also the city of Burnaby will have some events up there. So it will be a fantastic uh, event for the beautiful day tomorrow. It will be. Go hang out with some of Andreas's spiders and Andreas. You can learn so much. Uh, you can go to scienceRendezvous.ca for more information. Andreas, thank you. Thank you.